Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcaster named Sean Allen. ASAP, another Sean Allen podcast. ASAP, another uh, Sean Allen podcast. ASAP, hit the follow button wherever you listen to podcasts. And Spotify and Apple listeners, please rate five stars and write a review. I got my co-host today, DJ Got A Lot. Hey. You guys remember a couple of weeks ago. And we got uh, L.A. legend, uh, a fixture. But I feel like when I say L.A. legend, I feel like that kind of, you're not a local DJ. You get flown out. <laughs> I'm getting flewed out. You get flewed out. A little bit, a little bit. I saw you in Nigeria and Dubai, right? Yeah. Yeah, you get, I mean, okay, so a LA global icon, legend, DJ Artistic. What's good? What's the word? What's the word? Thank you for having me on. Thank you for tapping in, man. I feel like I got Jay-Z and Beyonce (laughs) in the studio with you right now. It's got a lot be doing her thing, too. She be holding it down. She, she, she do her really thing. I be trying. I'm trying yeah. to get like him. I'm still uh, working you at got it. Yeah, plenty, plenty of time. Plenty of time. Yeah. Sure. You do. You do. <laughs> she rolled her eyes with that. People be thinking I'm so young. I don't think I'm as young as people think I am, but it's okay. You're younger than me. So, hey. I'm younger than you. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. But but DJs have long shelf lives, so like we do. Yeah. yeah like my mama. <laughs> DJ Cookie. <laughs> Shout out to Cookie. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of getting flown out, what places have you been flewed out to? Uh, last time I counted, I've done 16 states within the country, and I've done wow. eight countries outside of America. What countries? So, I've done, I don't even count Mexico, but I'm going to still say it because it's, it's closed. But Mexico is popping. Yeah, it so I, I've done, I think, th- three different places in Mexico, but then I've done Colombia, uh, Jordan, uh, slash Dubai. I've done Nigeria, Ghana, wow. um, Dominican Republic, Jamaica, uh, maybe one or two more, but yeah. What type of event did you do in Jordan? Uh, so it's actually military out there. It's a U.S. Oh, military okay. base. Okay, that so, makes sense. Yeah, so it was all Americans there. It was just all like military uh, yeah. Air Force. Yeah, that's what was the dopest like place that you were able to play at I, I, I of, say, of those yeah. of those countries. Of those, I would probably say Nigeria because Nigeria is probably one of the only ones that had a. It was a, an actual crowd full of people who were from there. Everything else was more so like Americans who were having events there or they have big party trips they come from the east coast and right. the south but nigeria was the only time that i was djing for like a full crowd where nobody there was from america it was some people who who, who lived in america too because a lot of them who go to college go to nyu or howard or whatever and then they they've lived in new york and come back and forth between new york london nigeria but 
I would say that's probably my favorite because it was just so much different being out there. They party till seven seven a.m. on a Sunday. Really? Yeah. Damn. What year was this? I've been there a couple times now. Oh, wow. So, two thousand and well, Ghana was the same way too. I say Ghana was also a, a local crowd too. So Ghana and Nigeria, but I did Ghana two thousand fourteen. I did Nigeria two thousand and eighteen and nineteen. I think that's dope. Yeah. They so like they fly you out. They take care of everything. 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 Wow. Yeah. We, we were trying to make sure it wasn't a scam because, like, it was, it was like Thanksgiving. I think 2018. My manager was like, um, "So did, did somebody named Plato hit you up?" And I'm like, "I don't think so." Or maybe they did. I was like, "Yeah, I right, think right, I right. saw it." But I was like, email my manager. I didn't even look at his profile, and she was like, "Yeah, so he's in Nigeria." And I was like, "Is it is it a scam? Is it is it for real?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, it's legit. Like he actually he's paying his half tomorrow." So wow. like, oh, they, they pay earlier than America. All right. Wow. I rock with that. What type of yeah. music was you playing in Nigeria? It was a New Jack Swing thing party. So New Jack Swing wow. slash like. Oh, I remember that. I yeah. remember that one. Yeah, 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 like mid, late 80s and mainly all 90s up to a little bit of early 2000s. But it was all it was all black American music for the most part. Wow. A little bit came from London, too. But they still have a totally different set of songs that they like out there uh-huh. versus versus America. So it's. So what's the, yeah. what's the cookout song in Nigeria from that era? They still love candy. But like before I let go. They, they still rock with it, but it was like it wasn't the same exact response. I feel like it was random songs they got hyped to. Like um, I'm trying to think of some stuff that was from like the '80s. It was um, I'll have to look at my playlist honestly. That's it, pretty. It was some of the '80s ones that were like that we know, but we we don't play. Right. And certain stuff from the '90s that they love, like um, like Brand Newbie and Don't Let It Go to Your Head. Like right. that was one of their favorites, which was, which was random as hell to me. Do you know the remix? Yeah, yeah. The Neptune's remix. The Neptune's remix stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, that's my shit. Yeah, they, they like the, the regular one, and it was something else that was. I was just like, I haven't even heard this in a couple of years, but a lot of New Jack Swing stuff. They liked like the Albie Short type stuff, and right. like the yeah, like some, somebody for me was a big one. Wow, like Heavy D and mm. Albie, somebody uh-huh. for me. Well, I dropped Remember the Time, they didn't really care for it. And I was like, hey, wow. Crazy. So, yeah. And even, like, for Mike, they, they, like, jam more than Remember the Time. So, wow, it was just, like, certain songs. It's just a weird nuance of figuring out what they go for. I wonder if there's a science behind that. You know what I mean? I feel like, possibly, I think the, the, the closest thing I would say is that Nigeria kind of feeds more off of London. Right. And then more off of New York City. And then L.A. is probably a distant, wow. distant okay. fourth, fifth when it comes to who they get most of their music from. And London... In the nineties, two thousands, eighties too, had a strong still. They still do have a strong soul R and B sound right. out there, but it's like London has a different sound. I mean, a different taste. So even a lot of stuff from from New York, they loved it back in the nineties, mid late nineties in New York. But you don't really hear it anymore. But they still love it. So right, right, like right. the Horace Brown type songs and like the Gina Thompson, oh, those wow. you'll hear them Bring in in New York if you're at a lounge. But it's not really like it's not as big as a little. But Ken it's a Missy rotation type song. out there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So that whole sound is different. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if there's a science behind "Before I Let Go" in Candy <laughs> as a cook. Why is that a global <laughs> black cookout song? It deserve they deserve yeah. to be on the playlist and cook, you know those are amazing yeah. songs. They, so they deserve their spot. But why does that those two songs connect? There's a I, third one too. There's an Earth, Wind, and Fire one. September, September. September yeah. Yeah. Why do those? What like? I don't know. It is interesting. I think maybe like the songs maybe just have certain elements that appeal right. to whatever yeah. they is popular where they're at. Right. I don't know, wow. but yeah, I don't. That's it's just tricky. me. I guessing. mean, because like, like one thing, like I can't really pinpoint when I first started. Well, I'll, I'll say this: I remember going to FAMU O two, 
And O2, I remember hearing before I let go in the clubs. And right. I'm not going to say I had never heard it before, but I didn't really know it to be like a, a major song until I got the right. fam you. Like LA in the 90s, I don't remember hearing it like that. I remember hearing wow. like like Knee Deep, Flashlight, even Gap Band Outstanding yeah. all the time. So you name it G Funk. Yeah. Right? yeah, all the funk songs was huge out here, but I don't remember hearing before I let go in LA a whole lot. Yeah. Until I got back from Fam You, and it might be somebody who says, "Oh, you tripping?" But I wasn't at the parties in the '90s. Obviously, I wasn't wow. old enough. But even going to weddings and stuff, I remember Electric Slide. Even yeah. back in the '90s, they were doing that to the actual Marcia Griffith song. They weren't doing it to right. Candy until Best Man came out. Right. So, so okay, right. so maybe that's the, that's the connection to Best Man right? for Candy. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for Candy. For candy. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. wow, that's yeah. crazy. But before before that. You were actually playing the actual song. It's electric. Like, that's what you actually did, mm-hmm. did the dance to. But once, and then even before I let go, that was a cha cha two step song until right. the last five, six years. Now they're doing the electric slide to that. And that, that's a new thing to me because at FAM, all you right. did was a two step and cha cha to it. You weren't actually doing an electric slide to it. Yeah. So things just kind of randomly changed throughout the years. I don't know how, like, where it comes from. It's t- I, mean, I, t- I, t- I said this on the last part with God a lot. I feel like the first time I've heard Can We Talk. In a club setting was with you. I don't know where you played it. I feel like it was like Los Globos or the the kickback maybe. But that's the first time I remember hearing that song in a club setting. And uh what year was that? That was like seven that was like toxic, toxic days. Right then. I feel like um because I ain't start playing it until I feel like the first time I ever heard somebody play it personally was uh DJ B Hen. He played it at school days 2013. Oh. I remember when he played it, it was like around midnight and it was kind of an awkward moment because people weren't hype over it back then. Right, it was right, like, right. so when he played it, I was kind of like, I obviously know this song, but why is he playing it right now? But right. I learned a couple of weeks ago or months ago that DJ Momo, who does Everyday People, he's the one who kind of blew it up. Oh. He started playing it maybe 2010, 11, and that's kind of what got it to where it's at. Because okay. I heard y'all talking about that on the, on the last podcast. Yeah. And yeah. One thing that I say about Can We Talk is this. It has a sing-along factor that none of his other songs really have. Yeah, like, okay. it's, it's where definitely I love, sing-along factor. I, I love Alone With You, but Alone With You, you don't have a build-up. You don't have a bridge the same right. way. Like, yeah. And I, like, crowds yeah. just love getting to those build-ups. The third mm-hmm. verse has, you know, and it's relatable, too. So It's, it's just, almost like it an Adele, like, not, it's completely separate from Adele, yeah. but I think Adele's music has that sing-along factor. Yeah. And if you can't sing, you can still sing the song. Yeah, you yeah. see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that and makes sense. That's Everyday people, 2010. Was that out here though? He started it out here, actually. Okay, so yeah. LA broke. Can we talk? Basically, yeah, because Mom was from New York, but he started the party out here, and now it's a, a, wow. a global party. So I'm just now finding yeah. out about Everyday people. It's been around since I would say at least 2012, maybe not 2010. That's what somebody told me. Ish. Yeah. Because I just DJed yeah. at the Beehive for Oh, yeah, Beehive. That's where you hit the last one. At. Yeah, yeah, and they were like, oh, yeah, that's where they had it, and they're having it, I guess, the next one at the same location. Right. And I'm yeah. like, I just heard about it for that last one. They're like, no, okay. it's been going on for years. I, mean, I never heard of it. That's how L.A. has so many different parties that, like, it's so yeah. segmented out here. So it's like, it's crowds that, it's parties that you go to, and you'll be like, how is it 2,000 people? But I never heard of it. Right. Right. But right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I feel like LA is like a day party thing. Like it's like an Definitely. event, day party. You know what I mean? Would you agree with that? LA is, I would say, LA at this point is once again segmented to where. How do I say it? So overall, the biggest, most appealing stuff to people who are not from LA who see the celebrity side of it is still the nightclub. That's right. The, but I'll also say penthouse day party when it comes to just the super Hollywood. Yeah. So all the main Hollywood stuff that's celebrity driven. 
that's still more of a nighttime vibe. But for the regular everyday people who like, you know, no pun intended, but for, <laughs> for, for, for people who just are trying to party who aren't caught up in the celebrity hype, it is still more, I would say it's more of a daytime vibe. And even that's still yeah. kind of a new thing because the only day party I can remember really going back to 2009 and 10 was Honey. And that was started by, I think Cheryl Lozana started that. And it was oh, all wow. women. It was like DJ EQ, all women DJs every time. And that was the first time I remember going to an actual day party because there was no brunch parties either. They don't have that, that no more, right? No. Nah. Yeah, they don't the, have it no more. The first yeah. day party I remember was, I swear they started the, in my, in my world, in my multiverse, the yeah. do-over, do-over started. Yeah. The, that was do-over the is the first huge one, probably, yeah. maybe nationally, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. every Sunday, man, I'll be up there drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crane's Tavern. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the first one that blew right up. Right there on El Centro, right? Yeah, El Centro. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I went to the last one. Shout out to the Do Over. They need to yeah. have it more frequently. Yeah. You feel like for Black LA, though, it's still a lot of nightclub? I feel like well, we don't really do nightclub no more. That's what I was saying. So. For us regular black folks, we don't really care for that scene. But yeah. when it comes to, like, the overall, because the thing is, uh, unfortunately, because that's just how L.A. Hollywood is, like, whenever I go to town, people who are out of town, all they know is the super Hollywood stuff. And when they yeah. come in town, they talk about that. So, like, even my homegirl said that it was some dudes who she met who came from New York, and they were like, we have to go to Sadiq okay. on Wednesday. So, basically, the biggest, most appealing thing that people see from out of town is the more Hollywood that there's nighttime, but we don't go to it. Yeah. Most of us are regular because, for one, black women usually can't get into those spots, and the black guys only get in if you buy bottles right. or know somebody. So, Where is it? Yeah. It's at a highlight room. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And the yeah. homies do it like Night Train does it, Bad does it, but it's like uh-huh. when you go there, you won't see. I'll say this, like. As many people as I know, whenever I go to Hollywood spots, I went to High last Thursday just to you know check it out and just to vibe out with my folks who promote it. I don't see any girls I know because the women who I know don't go to those type of spots. Right. You see the young chicks who are early 20s, the ones who are Trying to come in that up. lane, yeah. yeah, more in that lane. But most of these spots that are like that, so the regular folks, we are more so like daytime. And then we have a lot of like one-off events. The, one- yeah, the, monthlies, yeah. the monthlies and those uh-huh. types of the main ones. It's exactly. not about – because every time somebody come in town, it's like – uh, they'll tell me I'm coming in two months. What are we going Friday, Saturday? I always tell them hit me up that week because yeah. we don't yeah. know, and they don't get it because they feel like if they come in from DC, Atlanta, right. even Charlotte, it's like they can say every Friday is this, every Saturday is these right, eight right, options. Right. LA, we don't have that, and the nah. ones that we ha- we have them, but it's like I said, Dragonfly or something. It'll be Dragonfly. It'll be Hyde. It'll be even like I did Classic Cat last Friday. Right. Cool little vibe, but it's more so a bottle spot, so you can't just right, come in there right. with, with ten people without getting the bottle. So it's yeah. just different. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely am one of them people who just stop going to the clubs. And yeah. I feel like I guess maybe it's just kind of a bubble I'm in now because none of my friends go to clubs no more yeah. either. Like I went to a, a day party last weekend. Um, and it started at four and it was over at nine on the late side. Uh, and my friends were like, Oh, that is not a day party. That's late. I'm like, y'all are just, (laughs) y'all are just spoiled now. That's that's bomb hours though. No, no, no. It was, it was great. It was great. (laughs) I think it's because it was on a Sunday. Sunday They got to get up for work. Yeah. They fake. Oh, most of my folks are fake. Yeah. They all under 35. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, Faco. Nowhere near it, but yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. 49, those are my hours. On Saturday and Sunday, yeah. man, go to brunch, then roll in, day party spot, yeah. leave, go yeah. get something to eat after, be home. Yeah, it was perfect. We went yeah. and had Korean barbecues in oh, wow. Korea. Y'all was doing it up. All right, yeah. We had Korean barbecue after, still got home by like 10. Yeah. It was great. I do feel like 11, LA, yeah. though, is, I don't know if it's always been like this, but I feel like 18, 19, it's like, 
events, like like you said, those yeah. one offs. Yeah. It's events. You yeah. know what uh-huh. I mean? Um, and I I think we do a great job with that because, like yeah. you said, you know, I can't tell you where to go in July fifteenth, but I can tell yeah. you to hit me up on July thirteenth, and I'm gonna have yeah. a whole lineup for you. The last time I get hit up, like. I got hit up yeah. yesterday to do Classic Cat for tomorrow, and I'm like, I'm already booked, but it's like, right. it's where a lot of stuff, LA is just a very random, because even yeah. BT is in two weeks. Uh-huh. Nothing's really been announced as far as parties. Right. Yeah. People coming in town are like, let me know where you're going to be at. I'm like, I have a Saturday night. I'm going to be at Elevate, but aside from that, it's where like a lot of stuff pops up that week. It's like, it'll right. be Thursday, Friday. And then also LA has the mansion and, and house party scene too, where mm-hmm. that might get announced at, yeah. at 9 p.m. to be there at midnight type deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. That changed a lot too, though. You remember back in the day when Airbnb first became a thing? Yeah, everybody's having their parties yeah. in the hills. Yeah, and yeah. it was like it was official. You know what I mean? Now it's like a death trap getting invited to a party mm-hmm. in the hills. You know? Certain stuff, yeah. Whenever I see it depends a, yeah, on who invites you. It does. Like, yeah. Whenever I see a flyer that says mansion party and it's a a model, yeah, like hella airbrush model on the right, cover. Right. I already know it's gonna be ratchet. Yeah, I never, I never yeah. attracted to those. And I think yeah. during the time that they were popular, I was in college, and that's okay. when I was like partying with white people. Okay, I wonder why LA never <laughs> yeah. tapped into. And this is some, this is some juice for you guys. Why, mm. why we never tapped into like having parties like on a boardwalk, on a strand, Venice. We can't. Why? Because yeah. um, I was just saying that because I, I was in San Diego a couple weeks ago, and even in Diego is where. They just have nice, dope spots on the water. But L.A., is, everything is about regulation. So it's already mm-hmm. hard enough. If you think about it, most of our day parties are really inside, which sounds backwards. Right, right. Because there's so many sound ordinances. There's so many different yeah. things. Oh. There's so many complaints about sound. Yep. That's when it's not coastal. When it's coastal, right. everybody who lives on the coast is rich white folks. So yep. it's right. just like, if it's a, a party with, with black folks, and it's every week. Because I actually did some on the boardwalk in Santa Monica this past Sunday, but it was a one-off. It was like a special event. Right. Fundraiser, they had like um, they had alcohol and everything there. It cost a hundred to get in, but it was like a a physical uh, activity type of fundraiser. But that, it was dope as hell. But you can't do that every week because it, it was right. just a special one off event. But they probably spent twenty thirty thousand just to get that spot for what, what they did with it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I didn't know. I'm like, yeah. I went to Venice, and I'm like, why nobody have parties? We need it though, because like Miami and all those cities that are coastal, like that, that's just what they have. Yeah, I never yeah. really thought about it. I know yeah. other cities do it, but I never thought about LA because we just don't do it. Yeah, even the white folks don't like the closest they have is really Hermosa Beach. They have all yeah. those bars right there, yeah. and like with that, they, you know, Hermosa is fake liberal, so they, right. yeah. if you're if you're an acceptable black, you're good over there. But right. if it's ten of y'all, it's like it's too many of y'all. Yeah, yeah. hell nah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the South Bay though, man. South, Bay, South yeah, Bay. Yeah. I did used to I be in Sharkies though. Sharkies, yeah. <laughs> we used to be in there sometimes. How yeah. long have you been yeah. DJing? Now for about. 15 years, I would say. But I was producing since way, way before that. Oh, so you was so, making beats and shit and music? I was making beats back, going back to, like, being a little, little, little kid in 95, 96. Oh, wow. My boy, my boy found my first cassette tape I, I sold in middle school. Like, he found that, like, a week ago and gave it to me. So wow. I hadn't heard this in, like, literally 25 years. I was just like, like, that's me? What the hell? Like, I don't sound nothing like, no, it was not fire at all. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was not. I mean, but you, you heard the potential because I... I wasn't all the way in pocket yet, but you heard right. it was super 90s influence. I was rapping like the Brad and like Left Eye and Snoop and Q, but it was. Oh, you was yeah. rapping? I was rapping and making the beats. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, we got to hear yeah. that, man. You ain't yeah. going to hear it. You ain't going to hear it. Let's get a snippet. Nah. <laughs> so you've been DJing for 15 years, but you yeah. used to work in like the corporate. You used to have like a corporate job. Yeah. How long I did you do to. that? I mean, technically, I was doing that even when I was in high school, but I stopped. 
I was working direct TV. I was doing um, IT support and then software engineering. I was doing that till 2014, and I quit. And then, like, nine months later, I went back to a different department for software engineering, and then I was there until, like, spring 2018. So what was the turning point where you was just like, I need a DJ full-time? I Because it's really, it was two different moments, and they happened in different ways because the time in 2014 was more so... They had me on a horrible schedule because I didn't really want to be full-time DJing yet because I was just so conditioned into right. I have to have a full-time job. I have to be in here for 35 years and get 401K and yeah. this, this, and that because right. my dad's a musician for backstory. He's a musician, but he always worked corporate too. Yeah. He always worked corporate IT as well. So he was always just like he didn't really want me to be a full-time DJ, especially because him as a musician, he saw how it's a struggle to be full-time doing it. Yeah. Also, him being a musician versus a DJ, right. he hasn't realized how, how lucrative DJing was. At, yeah. at that point, he didn't. So it was where back then I really only quit because my schedule was just impossible to do both because they had me working full weekends. My off days were Wednesday and Thursday, and I was working till 9 p.m. Mm. every day. So yeah. I had to quit to get away from that. I had applied for other jobs, but they didn't come through. The second time, 2018, was more so I was just kind of coasting at work. I, know, I didn't care about it at all. I was just there... I was on my Marshawn Lynch, I'm here so I don't get fired type deal. <laughs> but it was like, I wasn't really trying to quit. It was more so I'm going to coast and do it, do both as long as I can. But then they had an issue where AT&T bought DirecTV and they're like, all your contractors have to take like a three-month hiatus before they come back because mm. we, can't, we can't renew the contract right away. So they told us in the meeting, everybody in the meeting was just like distraught. Like, it's my job, my livelihood. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, oh, this is amazing. I get yeah, three months off. Man. I get three months to kind of do what I want to. And yeah. it's April, May, June. I'm like, it's perfect. Then by the time June came, they hit me like, hey, you can come back. I'm like, uh, I think I'm all right. Summer wasn't full swing. You yeah. good. I was like, I think I'm all right because I was damn near losing money just by going to work. Man. Yeah. He's speaking to me right now. That's crazy. Bro, I yeah. got a job. You still, I know you're full-time with it. so yeah. yeah, and I'm getting to that point where I'm just here so I don't get fine. It gets there because I, I was forcing myself, and I, I had just no motivation to yeah. learn new techniques at work, and I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I'm in training for stuff, and I'm like, I really don't care about any of this, but I'm going to yeah. do it just so I'm here. But, like, it gets to that point where you just don't have any, any more motivation for it. So Especially yeah. when you know, realize how much money you're bringing in these companies. Yeah, how, that's all. Yeah. And how much they yeah. pay you. They don't pay you what you're bringing in. It's yeah. like, never, never. Yeah. Man, I get it, though. A lot of people deal with that. A lot of people yeah. are working jobs that they hate, but they have these creative passions on the side. My advice to the listener and to people who – so many people is going through this. Yeah. I mean, make sure you work on your craft, your dream, but you got to play the game too, as long as you can. And because yeah. a lot of people don't have that leap of faith in them, like, got a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm working on it. I'm working getting, on it. Getting I'm getting closer. Get I feel like I'm yeah. getting yeah. a little bit closer. I mean, my, my whole thing is like, it's because my first time when I actually quit, quit, um, before I quit. It's L.A., so I have friends such as my boy Behan, such as Shanita Castle, who's a, a chef, and then DJ Mosky. They're like, you too dope to be in the office every day. Why are you working all the time? And like, Why are you working corporate, like, get, you know, give up? You know, things will work out for you. And my whole thing was, like, I hear what y'all saying, but y'all ain't paying my mortgage. Right. right. So it was just like, with that, it's where I respect that they did it and that they, they were able to do it even before I did. But I was like, until I know I'm good, because even when I went back, it was like nine months into it, it's like, the DJing stuff was like I was able to to survive but not live. 
Right, right. I was just, like, early on when I first quit, I wasn't making nearly as much DJing. So it was where right. I had to take every gig that was thrown at me. It was yeah. like, if it was right. a Tuesday and I'm only getting paid 150 it's like, well, it's Tuesday. I ain't got nothing else to do, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. Versus, like, how, how it is now. So my whole thing, I always tell folks, like, don't don't quit too early. Like, if, if you're not comfortable yet, like, make sure you're good because you don't right. want to be. Everybody has different situations. Like, yeah. I'll say I'm fortunate enough to have parents who – if I did struggle and needed money, they right. would probably be able to help me. They asked me a million times. They were like, are you sure you're good? I never accepted it because I'm like, it's too much pride. I'm, I'm uh-huh. almost 30, so right. I wasn't going to take it back then. But they're offering, but I know some folks don't have that. And some folks right. might, some folks support their parents. So they, right. some folks don't really have yeah. that leeway to do it. So I, I totally get it if they can't. I yeah. respect it. It worked out, though, man. You took that yeah. leap of faith and he getting flewed out <laughs> yeah, yeah. to places we can't even got, pronounce. It was, yeah, can't well pronounce. worth it. Yeah, it got wow. to that point, yeah. Back to the flowing out thing. Was it like a spiritual connection when you were out there in Africa? Like, do you feel like, you know, all the romance yeah. we see on TV when people go to Africa and they be like, oh, you know how they act. I mean, yeah. it was to me, because I'm, I'm, I'm not a super dramatic, emotional person anyway, but for me, it was this, a lot of stuff that don't hit you till you get back to America. So right. you observe it, you see it, and then it's just like you internalize it. Then it hits you months and years later. So even even small stuff, because I, I went to Ghana, it was 2014. I don't know if it was World Cup. Maybe it was World Cup, but whatever it was, they were really repping Ghana. They all had Ghana flags and Ghana right, shirts. Right. And, like, I remember once everything happened in, in America, like everything from Trayvon Martin to all the Black Lives Matter, and I'm realizing then, then you got Trump. That's what it was. When Trump came in, I'm realizing all these white folks are repping the American flag, it and I'm looking different. at them, and I'm like, they repping their country, but we don't rep our country. In America, we rep our city. Right. So even, yeah. when I, even when I went to Ghana, I wasn't really saying America. They'd be like, you from the U.S.? I'm like, yeah, I'm from L.A. Right. I never rep the country because it's like we don't feel the connection, but for yeah. them, they take yeah. pride in their actual country. They, they watch the World Cup. For us, it's like right. we watch the Olympics. We happy that, I mean, you know how we are? Yeah, 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 Any, yeah. Anybody black. Like, if, if Jamaica beat America, we happy because it's more blacks running for Jamaica yeah. than it is for America half the mm-hmm. time. Right. Like, and even track might be different, but I'll say other fields where it's like whoever is, whoever is the most black, that's what we root for. So it's like, just yeah, like yeah. Issa said. So that type thing. And then even just about the fact that like a lot of places in Africa are like, uh, it's a huge poverty gap. I didn't get what that meant. It's like growing up in America, you always hear that. You hear about poverty gaps. I know I've been to Watts and I've been to Calabasas. Right. That's the biggest gap I've seen. When you go over there, you realize that the gap is different because Watts would damn near be a palace to some folks out there. Wow. Because yeah. like, when you see it's no running water, when you see it's no electricity, or you see them like using, you know, urinating just on the side of the road where it's a sewer just flowing through, it's like, oh, it's a little bit different. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah. But you you definitely did feel that connection, like that spiritual. There's definitely connection, I would say, and just, uh, I would say it's crazy because it shows you how social media amplifies any feud in the world. I'm sure we're going to get to some of that later, but even – the whole like ADOS versus Africans, the whole right. um, like us Black Americans yeah. versus African on social media. That's it's so much tension with that w- within certain pockets, but out there, it was all love. I never had a, cer- a single person like, "Oh, right. you're American." That's what yeah. I hear every time somebody yeah. goes. They're like, "I don't have that problem." Not at all. And maybe it's the ones who move here who. I think it's so. some of them. It's not even all of them. It's just some of them who might have an arrogance, but yeah, even that's overblown to me. Yeah, yeah it's crazy because even like the thing about Africa is where a lot of folks. 
in America who are not educated enough might see Africa as a, as a country. So they it's a continent. Yeah, it's a whole continent, and yeah. it has all these different countries there. And each country has their own culture. It's where right. yeah. different languages. Because in Nigeria, music. people yeah. be like, "Oh, I'm Igbo. I'm Yoruba." Yeah, yeah. a it's whole a, different. Yeah. Like, even within Nigeria, it's like that. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, and that's they, just one yeah. country within. That's one country, yeah. and then it's like. West Africa, then it's versus North Africa versus South Africa, and everything in between. Is just so many different subcultures there. So even when it comes to how they look, it's where, like to us, we just see African as African, but they might say Senegalese. They have these type of cheekbones, or in and right. uh, you know uh, wherever else it is, Sierra Leone. They have this type of feature. Right. They can they can tell within the countries yeah. there who looks different. So when we in America, they. They might look at us sometimes like, you probably have family in Ghana, but you probably have family yeah. in Kenya. Yeah. I had somebody yeah. do that to me before. Yeah. They told me I look South African. Yeah, you probably just like, what does that mean? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. But it's <laughs> the actual, like, phenotype. It's like a, yeah. They, they have a look. Yeah. It's crazy. But all the black people that I was connecting with in Europe, when I first got there, the first time I went, yeah. I would go up and talk to these people. They were black, and I would go up to them and talk to them. I noticed that all the people I was going up to talk to were Caribbean of Caribbean descent. Oh yeah, it's a lot of them. So by the mm. time I left that first time, I'm like, I'm connecting with people, West African descendants, people who look like me, people, yeah. you know, mm. Caribbean people. We come from the same place. Yeah, you know, yeah. African people that I wasn't talking to, or the black people I wasn't talking to, were East African. So oh. I found that out oh, by the really? time, like, you know, I was like, I was talking to people who look like me. Right. Who, I can you know see what I mean? It. I mean, because even like Morocco, Morocco is one of the few places in West Africa that, like. I don't know if it's an Arab culture you call it, but they they, they do look different. They they look yeah. different, just yeah. like how Ethiopia. And do they look Eritrea. black in Morocco? They have mm-hmm. so the thing about Morocco is that they, they have different types. Where it's <laughs> most of them who are truly Moroccan, like French Montana is Moroccan. Yeah. Right. So some of them just look like they could be from like Middle East. I would say. Right. Yeah. Even though it's nowhere near the Middle East, but then they you do see some who, who are actually like look like regular African, like Black African, right, like right, right. dark skin, and everything else too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even now, because I've been to France, DJ there twice too, and even in France, it was where. It was a lot of them who came from Africa, a lot, a lot came from West Africa, but then a lot from the Caribbeans as well. Yeah. yeah. So it's a lot of Haitian yeah. black people. Haitians, in, yeah. In, uh, France. Yeah. They speak French. You know, yeah. Makes sense. Yo, since I got your attention, if you haven't, make sure you follow the spot wherever you listen to podcasts. And Apple and Spotify listeners, don't forget to rate and write a review. So I'm going to ask you five questions. There's 10 answers, but you only can pick five of the 10. Okay. One of the two. Five questions I'm gonna ask you, okay? All right. I don't know if I want you to part two. Dude, should it? It's got I, I a heard, lot of I heard, I heard hers last time. Yeah, I did it already. I, heard, I yeah, did okay. mine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is the first one. LA based. So these are all okay. kind of geared towards music. Yeah. Disc records. Ice Cube, No Vaseline, or Dre Day. What's the best disc record? No Vaseline. Yeah. No Vaseline. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Why is that yeah. better than Dre Day? It is, yeah. but to the listener who don't. I mean, because, of course, it came beforehand, but No Vaseline, he killed the whole crew, and it was, really where, it was where it set up uh, Dre Day. I'll say that. It set up right, Dre right, Day right. because, like, Cube came out the gate. He was dissing Dre and Ren and, and Easy. Right. And then next thing you know, when Dre realizes that, he realizes and understands why Cube left, now he's dissing Easy. Right. So then, along with that, uh, Dre was dissing Luke and everybody else, too, which was for different reasons, Tim Dog and all them, too, but... Like, I, I would say I might enjoy each song equally as far as enjoying them as songs right. because of the beat. But when it comes to just what Q was saying, he has so many classic lines, you know, about... Right. That's like the best disc record yeah. of all time. Yeah, it's it's, it's, so. yeah, it's my personal favorite. Yeah. Be Hard, yeah. too. Yeah. 
Yeah, the beat, the beat coming. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, one, one thing I didn't even think about. Somebody from the East Coast said, just showing how different LA is. Like all the East Coast, this is since then and even before that were like hardcore, grimy, gritty. Like right. even if it was the bridge is over, it was just a grimy New York beat. But that was a funk party beat. Like Cube, yeah. they're still on a party song. Like yeah. So it, it was a crazy concept with that. I think Ice Cube is like underrated when it comes to. I, I feel like we don't talk about him enough when it comes to like rap and music. Oh, of course not. Cube is highly underrated because he, I'm not going to say because he didn't die like Tupac did, but if he had died in the same era that Pac right. died, um, of course not wishing anything, obviously, but it's because he had a chance to fall off. And because he had a chance to mm-hmm. fall off is where, and he had several kind of fall offs because the thing is, I didn't realize it, but by 94, 95, the East Coast started rocking with him. They used to love Ice Cube for right. America's Most Wanted, but by the time he went overly West Coast, they didn't like it no more. Yeah. And then when he went Players Club, they really didn't like it no more, and you right. can do it. Mm-hmm. So it's like... I never thought about that. Yeah, so the but East yeah, Coast, they started sense. rocking with him after a while, but the West Coast, it was huge to us. We still played it. Right. Yeah. You think because he like transitioned early from music, he's like a pioneer when it oh, comes yeah. from... That too. Yeah. I mean, the same thing for LL and Will Smith oh, and Q. Wow. Yeah. All the ones who mm-hmm. become actors, they become more known for acting than for rapping. So people who weren't there to see them in their peak, they, they right. see it as, are you there yet? Or, or the dude from Friday, or he was actually a rapper, or he was actually a good rapper. Like, they don't, they don't respect it the same way. Yeah. Wow. Ice Cube. You know who, like, who fuck with Ice Cube, though? Yeah. If you go to a Cube concert, who's going to be at a Cube concert today? Who going to be at a Mexicans. Cube concert? Mexicans. They, oh, I was like about to say. Yeah. I, I thought you meant like on stage. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, I, yeah. When I went to um, well, love what was yeah, that? Yeah. Last, what is that about? What was that how, last how festival? Was run or one of no, those, uh, it was. What's I think it was at? called a day in L.A. Oh yeah, day in L.A. Day in L.A. Yeah, uh-huh. I went. To, I was there, and yeah, I seen all yeah. my all What's my all my clients. I mean, the thing <laughs> is, Mexicans love L.A. and West Coast rap more than Black people. Yeah, especially yeah. from the nineties. Whenever you go to any concert. Is mainly Mexicans, and it's like, because yeah. one thing about black folks, like, we can get into it if you want to, but, like, I remember even in middle school, high school, I feel like I was always one of those who was just overly West Coast. I just loved the sound of it, this and yeah, that. Yeah. But even a lot of my friends in high school, they were, like, kind of like, we off that. We, we more so on Nas and Nelly and Mystical and this, this and that. Right. Like, when Snoop dropped, Eastsiders, they, they liked it uh, to an extent. But right. it's also, I, I would say it's also school by school, neighborhood by neighborhood. But it's, like, one thing about it. Similar to most cities is that um, the hood folks always love the, the, the hood or the, the local music wherever you go. So right. Right. a hood L.A. crowd still loves the West Coast stuff the most. But when right. it comes to the more upwardly mobile types, they don't love it as much, I would say. Right. So yeah. it's also yeah. a part of their uh, like the low rider culture. And yeah. Raiders and all that. Yeah, Raiders, all yeah, of that Chicano stuff culture. is yeah. like all intertwined. Chicano so. culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Shout out. Shout out to Ice Cube and the essays. Though. Yeah. Hey, all day. I mean, Okay, it's so funny. No Vaseline. I was gonna say real niggas by NWA, but I'm thinking mm, about okay. the listener too. You know, people want to go back and reference. Yeah. They probably don't know real niggas, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't nearly as, as impactful then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who make better beats, Quick or Dre? This is one of those that people always. I'm happy you didn't ask Quick a Battle Cat, but anyway, I would say <laughs> Quick is a better musician. He's more jazz inclined. He's more musically inclined. Yeah. Overall, Dre is still a better producer. Now, I, I enjoy Quick's music more because it appeals more to my sensibilities because I'm I'm listening to the chords he's playing on Thinking yeah. About You and, and, and on uh, Keep the P in it and, and No Doubt, the guitar that comes in. Right, so right, right. from a musical standpoint, Quick is much more musical. Quick is overqualified when it comes to being a rap producer because the stuff he does yeah. musically – 
the average rap fan don't care about. The average right. rap fan more about the bass line, the, the, the drums he can hard, and this and that. Now, Dre's a better producer and beat maker as a whole because he evolved throughout. Yeah, because throughout the, the decades, you're going back to Supersonic and, okay. boy, and okay. Boys in the Hood. And uh, even if you want to turn go, off the lights, turn off the lights and reckless all the way into the the always in the sun before he set up the chronic and doggy style. Then he reinvented himself. Uh, even even though he had the rough period, he still dropped phone tap in, in his roughest period. And then he came back. Oh, that's with, a firm. Yeah, firm. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. came back with beat please, and then the whole crying two thousand one, which inspired. You still hearing beats that sound like that two thousand one uh, West Coast era. Then he gave you the in the club. So it's like. Dre just was able to evolve and change his sound so many times and appeal to everybody. Right. So mm-hmm. overall, I'm gonna say Dre. That was a good answer. That was that was definitely a good answer. And yeah. I'm gonna tell you. Okay, you picked Dre. Uh, that was definitely a good answer. That was a complex answer. Do you think their music aged? Like their their beats? Do they do their beats sound old to you when you? As far as for Dre, I mean, anything from the early '90s sounds like it's the early '90s, but okay. his stuff is so polished and crisp that it still sounds amazing. Yeah. I remember being at a concert a couple years ago and. It was random as hell. I feel like the sound man was messing up, so he started playing something from his cell phone. I guess the first thing he had up was Chronic, so you, you heard him skip from the intro to Dre Day, and as soon as that kick came in, the whole crowd just started moving, yeah. and it's like, it's just so crispy the way it comes it in. Dope. So I feel like neither of their sounds have aged as a whole. I feel like early, early, quick, you can tell Quick's first album, Quick is a name, he came straight from that uh, Strata Compton era production-wise. Yeah. You can tell that... He, he used what he learned from Dre, but by the time he got the safe and sound, he had his own sound. So uh-huh. musically, I would say it doesn't, it sounds like it's the 90s because it's the 90s, but to me, right. it doesn't sound dated versus when you hear something like a, um, from that same period, certain songs do sound dated when you hear them now, even from the West Coast. Certain stuff that you might hear, um, it just sounds thin sometimes. So I'm trying to think of what does sound dated because I feel like a lot of it still sounds good, but. Certain ninety stuff does sound too ninety. I, I think it say. sounds aged when like the rapping, not the music. I think yeah, the, the rap the style. style yeah, the, the rapping's gonna sound aged. Yeah, yeah some of that does. Sure. But even Quick's flow is always ahead of his time. So to me, even even yeah. Quick on tonight flow does not sound dated to me. Quick is. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna pick Quick over Dre, man. Quick. I get it. Yeah. It's kind of hard yeah. when you like when you heard it when it came out. Because you still yeah. experience, like, that same feeling when you hear it again. That is true, too. As yeah. opposed to somebody, who, somebody yeah. who might be hearing it now the first time. They might. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And they go hit say, him the same oh, way. that sounds, when did that come out in the 70s? Like, they don't, yeah. you know? Um, so I don't know. I will say that you brought up Battle Cat. I, his stuff sounds of uh, it, it kind of dated. I mean, to me, I still love all the Battle Cat. I feel like, is it sounds... It's, it's okay. It sounds the, the word, like Battle Cat. Then. Yeah, the word because the, the word dated to me has a horrible connotation. Okay. Of course, so I'm trying to think of like mm-hmm. okay. I say I say this. Everybody, it's almost a running joke on Twitter. I hate Shakespeare production. Right. So Shakespeare is the one who produced like oh. uh, Bills, Bills, Bills. No Scrubs sounds decent to me, but like a lot of those kind of Maya, yeah, yeah. Christina Aguilera. He was the king of the uh, of the harpsichord, which is that uh, kind of thin sounding. Yeah. Always yeah. joke and say it sounds like like the Parkers, the right. Parkers theme music. Yeah. To me, that sounds Dark dated. Child did that a lot too. That little Dark uh, Child did it sometimes. Some of yeah. his stuff sounds dated to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of his stuff still sounds cool, but like to me, if it's partially me being West Coast, but at the same time, I'll say a lot of the 90s stuff A is better than some of the mid-2000s West Coast. Cause some of the mid-2000s, like you probably forgot about the song Conway Nutcracker. That's something from like 2004 that, that. <laughs> and when you hear it, is it sounds like 04, but it don't really hit you the same way as when you hear a quick song from when you hear you was a gangster, you still hear them guitars on it. When For you, sure. When you hear uh, I rather give you my bitch from Sugar Free, yeah. that just has it sounds yeah. so vintage, but it's still it, it hits you a certain way. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Shakespeare. <laughs> I remember that. I can't stand mm-hmm. that sound. Of, yeah. <laughs> but that yeah. was that was the shit back in the day though. It sounded amazing back yeah. then. I mean, even like some of the Neptune stuff sounds dated now. Some uh, of it now we some go of it. No, no, some of it sounds amazing, some, some of it sounds dated. Because the thing is they made a lot of music. Like right. Pharrell had like thirty Billboard songs in two thousand one and two. Yeah, some of those still sound amazing. I still love you. Still fire. Yeah. You don't have to call. Still fire. You know, uh-huh. Senorita still fire. But like Ray J, wait a minute. We still enjoy it nostalgic wise. But okay. it's, right. the production of it's kind of it sounds like on one for sure. Timberland or Pharrell? I always still say Timberland. Pharrell had way more hits. I play way, way more Pharrell as a DJ because Pharrell right. had more upbeat music, more right. like. And Pharrell, the thing about Timberland, Timberland was way more innovative. Pharrell was creative, but Timberland made stuff that I remember where I was at the first time I heard it because it was just yeah. so much different. Like the first time wow. I heard, right. like like Jigga what Jigga who, and that's one and, of his hardest beats. That's his top yeah, five. Yeah, mm. and it, it, even though it's <laughs> even it, though it's nothing it don't sound dated. It doesn't. No. Yeah. Even though it's just a modified uh, one in a million and cheers to you. They are the right. same type of yeah, template, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. just like Timberland to me was just always ahead of his time. And he was just more creative, more experimental. Everything from the, of course, Big Pimpin', but even some of the album cuts that he would do back then. Right, and then right, here right. we go. Like, so I, I just think Timberland, like if you took my favorite top 20 Timberland versus my top 20 Pharrell, I might like the Pharrell songs just as much as overall compositions because Pharrell was a better writer than Timberland. But when it came to actual production, them Timberland beats, uh, the beats yeah. just go harder than me, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Your top three Timberland joints? I would probably still say, I'm going to still say one in a million because that's the originator yeah. of all the other ones that came. I would probably say top three because I like some of those random album cuts, even like the um, Lobster and Shrimp type from Jay-Z. Yeah. That's one of my favorite that he did with Jay-Z. But 
because I'm trying to not, to not go easy because like it's easy to say big pimping, but um, like it's easy to say try again. I'm gonna say um, I still here. Here we go is one of them. Uh, surprisingly, right, that's one of right, them. Right. Um, I would say if I had to just pick one more, I'm gonna still say up jumps the boogies. It's that yeah. original oh, sound when yeah, I first heard those yeah. beats. I'm like, what? What is this? Like, right. even the tempo. People weren't wow, really making yeah. 75 BPM yeah, that tempo beat is beats that much back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, it's, what's your top three? Tim, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me that. It's so hard to say three. I don't. Like, I don't. I don't. I love Timbaland. I've never like sat and thought about it enough for me to answer answer that. Right, one right. Of, one in a million would probably be one of mine since he said yeah. it. But I got three for different reasons though. Um, one in a million is because of the cultural, yeah, how that kicked off everything. Mm-hmm. I think his hardest beat, his hardest hardest beat, is the Destiny Child get on the bus. Oh wow, wow! That's like his hardest hardest beat to me. Yeah. Uh, I would say nigga what nigga who. But yeah, it changes, yeah. but one in a million, one in a million is always in there. That's the constant. And yeah. uh, the Destiny Shout one kind of always kind of staying there. Like what, and, what, and what, oh, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and anything he's done with Missy. Okay. I was going to say, he yeah. had so much with Missy, too. And then wow. yeah. even with Missy, some, some of that stuff was her on the beat, too. So it's kind of co, co-credit. Right. But, but I would say one, one song I forgot about until I did a Timbaland and Neptune's Twitch raid was um, Bubba Sparks and Jada Kiss, They Ain't Ready. Oh, I wow. totally yeah. forgot about that. And that beat, I was like, this beat still yeah. sounds hard. And, yeah. like, the end of the song is kind of yeah. changed. Like, he yeah, asked some shit the in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. He it's loves whole doing different, that. He loves he was cold. doing that. He was the king of that, like, switching up yeah. the DNA. That whole yeah. uh, Justin Timberlake Future Future Sex Love Sounds album was yeah. every song was two songs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Even Pony. I mean, Pony's still one of the craziest yeah. beats ever. Like, yeah, it might be played out as a song, but just that beat. Uh-huh. Thinking about when you first heard yeah. it. it like, one thing I could say as a producer is that, and most producers would agree, like Neptune's beats were not the hardest to imitate, so you right. could. Uh, I mean, because Ryan Leslie came straight from uh, Pharrell's class, but right, like, right, right. if you had a Triton, you could probably make a similar enough beat to what Pharrell and Chad were making. Right. But with Timberland, you couldn't imitate a Timberland beat. No, like you could try to, and a lot of folks did. They took the kind of the, the bounce that he had, and kind of like the triple cadence kicks yeah. and hi hats. But some of those sounds, the sounds that you hear on like. Uh, we need a resolution. Like, what sound is that? Like, yeah, right, right. I will Using say those sounds is crazy. I yeah. would say between the two of them, although I am a Pharrell super fan, yeah. but I like even if I like never heard the song before, I still know it's Pharrell. Yeah, Timberland. Sometimes you know, a lot of times you can, but sometimes you can't. Yeah, sometimes you like. Once in a while, yeah. I think yeah, all his like, so- oh, I th- all Timberland like, that was songs. Timberland, okay. From the beginning to now, I think they there's an element in that's like okay, this is them. Yeah, he has some he has some signifiers. I just I it's like if I'm not thinking about it and I'm just hearing a song, even if I'm not thinking about it, even if it's not on my mind, I know it's for real. Yeah, I hear yeah, it and it's true. like that's for real. You just tell. If I'm not thinking about it, I might not re- recognize if I don't already know. The last ten years of Timberland, because he had a lot of co-production, so even the stuff he did with Beyonce, if you didn't read the credits, you wouldn't know that that was Timberland. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, especially all that shit on the Beyonce self-titled. Yeah, album. exactly. Yeah. That don't sound like Timberland at yeah. all. Yeah. So he it's has like, a, he well, has blow a lot sounds of... like blow sounds like Timberland. The uh, blow, yeah, yeah. The second half. I mean, he's sure. on the song. Yeah. He on there talking. Yeah. yeah. The second yeah. half for sure. Blow reminds yeah. me of. Okay, it doesn't remind. Well, it does remind me of. But blow is uh, a response to Strawberry Bubblegum. Justin Timberlake. Mm, so okay, those were okay. Okay. Justin Timberlake wrote both of those songs. Oh, right, we could talk about this for hours, though. <laughs> so oh, let me go to the next one. Power 106 or 
92.3. I got folks at both of them, but I'm going to still okay. roll with 92.3. Yeah. We, caught, we kind of went viral a couple of weeks ago. A little bit. Made the blogs. <laughs> <laughs> what happened with that? Uh, so we were talking about black radio in L.A. Or yeah. how how radio don't support. Oh, I, oh, oh, that clip. Oh, I did hear that clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I heard it. I heard it. That clip. She made the blogs. Okay, so this is the last one. If you know this, you are really, 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 really good. This is a true story. The original one, yeah. Oh, so you know it? Yeah. So which one is better? Which one is better? Boom, easy. Really? Yeah, easy. Easy. You said what? I think the original. I think the original is better. Because. Boom, flow alone and easy verse. It's no way to compare. I mean, it's the original, so I'll give him credit for having that type of. I mean, the thing is, yeah. You talking about the verses as an overall uh, song, or what are you comparing for? Uh, okay. okay, the the music is slow. Yeah, it's like lowrider music. Yeah. So when I hear the original song, that's what I'm. I'm it brings me to L.A. cruising, you know, palm trees in the background, top down. When I hear the bone one, it's it's a completely different type of vibe. It's not a yeah. West Coast vibe no more. I mean, to me, so I, I'll say that that's, that that beat was very innovative for the time anyway. Oh that's, yeah, DJ Yellow was ahead of his. Yeah, so that was 90, yeah. 91. So it's like ninety one. You didn't really hear any songs at that tempo that were that. That's sixty nine BPM. Even yeah. Freaky Tales was seventy eight, and that was slow for its time. But it's yeah. like you didn't hear any, any rap song in ninety one with that type of tempo. So that already. That, that already makes it kind of like a unique thing. So with their flow, that's the only way that, that they even knew a, a flow. That's the only flow that existed for them to even use at that time. So it's it. So it's like that flow matched it. But with Bone, the thing is, I mean, of course, most of us heard the Bone version first because that song was not a big hit when it came out back right. in 91. But it's like when you hear Bone and hear how creative they were with it. And then with Easy, the thing is, Easy raps more like them on the original version because he's right. from L.A. He rapped with that slow flow, but he had one of the catchiest verses ever. For Easy to not be the greatest rapper, right. that's one of the uh-huh. most rap along verses ever right. from every single bar in there. Like my mom used to hate when I would get hyped to it because she's like, "This song is so stupid." Because <laughs> like, please on my draw. She used to hate that part, but it's like, what was yeah. that science you just said? You said that music wasn't that slow back then. It wasn't because like the, uh, the whole BPM of that was like such a slow wow. track at that time. Because like rap songs were always at that point at the slowest. You were getting like the uh, Boys in the Hood, Posse's on Broadway, were 87, 88. And then you might get like a Paul Revere. Uh, Even that was 92. So I feel like the slowest was like the Freaky Tales was 78. It was a couple songs in that era, but barely anything was at 69 BPM at that time. Like that was slow, slow, slow for a rap wow. song. Yeah, that's super yeah. slow. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. Why do you know that? Why do you know that? Why do you know that? Like when I be playing that for people, they were like, what is this? What the fuck is this? I'm like, this is the original. Yeah. I, mean, I think Yella, I think Yella, if Yella would have kept doing his thing, yeah. I think Yella was kind of better than Dre on the beats. Who did that? I have, uh, to, I have to go back and kind of see what Yella did. Who did that real motherfucking G's? That was, um, it wasn't Yella though. It was. Um, that beat is hard. So who else? I don't even think it was always Yella. It was, who was the other producer who was with Bone back? Who did, was it Unique? And my, I don't know if that if Unique did that one, but I think I oh, think Unique Rhythm D. I just looked it up. Rhythm, Rhythm D. D. Rhythm D did uh Diddy. He did Diddy. Paperboy Diddy. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. 
So I told you. I was like, he's just, it's so much in there. Wow. <laughs> in that's that crazy. brain. That's, that's me being an old head. <laughs> so yeah. y- your dad was a musician. What type of musician was your your father? He's um he still does play drums, but he he was mainly a drummer, but also a composer, jazz musician. So he had a couple jazz albums he put out in the two thousands. But he oh, wow. he moved to LA from Memphis back in seventy five, and he he immediately linked up with like Ndugu Chancellor, Patrice Rush, and George Duke back then. So that's the crew that he came up with. Oh, wow. Reggie Andrews and everybody who did like Daz Band, uh, Let It Whip, and George Duke did of course Reach for It, which Dub she sampled for West Up and. Dookie Stick, which is Play No Games, Lil John sampled that. So I just mm. came up around them. I was going to studios with them back when I was three and four That's years dope. old. So I was just hearing stuff at a whole different way back then, I would say. Patrice Russian is Forget Me Nots, right? Yeah. Yes. Remind Me and all those songs. Wow. Feel So Real, yeah. That's dope. Those are still fucking yeah. classics. And she's straight from L.A. From like she grew up oh, she's from L.A.? She grew up in Athens and went to Locke, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you play instruments? I used to play piano. I was taking piano lessons when I was three years old, and that's kind of what led to me making my own beats when I was only, like, eight and nine years old. I was just making beats that I had no guidance because my dad, he had the software and equipment, but right. he, didn't, he didn't know how to actually use it to make beats. I was I learned it on my own because there was no YouTube back then either. It was just, yeah. you just got to experiment and read the book. So Yeah. Do you do vinyl? As far as DJing? Yeah. I mean, when I first started DJing, I, I had turntables and actual records because it was right when Serato had first came out, so it was, it was a combination of... Um, you kind of had to start going to Serato because a lot of stuff was, was stopping. You know, they had stopped making certain stuff on vinyl, so you had to have a laptop or at least CDJs. Right. But then at the same time, I had an old laptop. I was in college. I couldn't afford a MacBook, so mm-hmm. I was still bringing vinyl to every party for my first year back in 07, 08 because I had parties at FAMU where, oh my laptop overheated. Let me reboot. So let me go to my <laughs> vinyl and let me put on this, this Trina and Lil Wayne real quick. So, yeah. Why is it always a MacBook? Because MacBook is just made for yeah. creatives. Like, funny right. enough, yeah. for my streaming laptop, it's actually a PC. For some reason, certain streaming apps work better on a PC, but MacBooks are just made more so for creative purposes. But at the same time, people have made a point that we spend way more on a MacBook because you got to spend, what, at least 2000 2300 for a MacBook. Right. For a PC, you're only going to spend six or 800 So, But you're going to have to buy another one next yeah, year. But, but technically, if you spend 2000 for a PC... you. They have PCs that are made good enough at, at the same level as a MacBook. Right, but you got to spend right. 2004. I see what you're saying. But just in general, you're just conditioned to, if I'm getting a PC, I'm going to spend 600 You right. had to spend 2300 for a Mac. So it's kind of like yeah. comparing a Rolls Royce to how Toyota or Lexus have a low-end model and a high-end model. Yeah. Apple deal. is good for that. They love uh, not giving yeah. you options. Yeah, there's no other option but <laughs> yeah. to spend that much. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be a great option. But yeah. yeah. They're going to lock you in. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's your, like, I got a lot this, too. What's your secret weapon? Like, what's that? What's that set, or like that song that I know that artistic is go play? Do you have that? Mm, is that a I thing? don't think I really have one secret weapon. I have a couple kind of jumpstart songs, and I have a couple that, depending on what type of crowd it is, I know it's okay. probably going to work for sure. But give me, give me three jumpstart songs. One of my main easy ones is probably Ice Cream Paint Job because it's just one of those songs that's it's not as big as the. Wipe me down and back that ass up right. and swag surf, but it just always works, especially for LA yeah. crowd or in the South. It's just a uh, hood nigga too. Those are those are songs that where like like you can play any time of the night. If it's prime time, people still gonna get hyped to it. But it's a good build up where it's like when I play that, you know I'm starting to get into like the more hype stuff. But it's not like too too hype for the mm-hmm. moment. But it's like it always it's always gonna work. Right. I would say 
aside from those two, if I can give you an R and B one, maybe like a one twelve dance with me. Okay, because it's like okay. to me, it's like it's not as big as a Candy Rain. It's not on the hotline. Even Peaches and Cream is probably gonna get a bigger reaction. Right, but it's like it's just always kind of fits. It's just kind of okay. The energy's kind of getting up there. Okay, what's the end? Of the, what's the end of the night? We wrapping it up. What's the end of the night? I still like doing R and B, but it's hard because it's like. Some crowds still be want to turn up at 155, and it's like, no, I'm trying to, like, tone things yeah. down. But it's like, I would say it's different tempos. If, if you're talking about, it, and it's different types of crowds, like, to me, certain songs only work if it's a huge sing-along crowd. So when it comes to the Keisha Cole loves and, okay. like, the SWV Weeks and the even Deborah Cox, nobody's supposed to be here, it has to be, to me, a super high-energy crowd because if they're not singing every word, it's not going to hit the same. Wow. Versus right. if it's more of a vibe. I can go Bad Girl, because Bad Girl, they're going to sing it, but they don't have to sing it. They, That's they the Usher dance. song, right? Usher. I don't even yeah. know the words to that. <laughs> what y'all know about us? Yeah, you know when you hear it, yeah, but it's more, know. they dance and vibing more. Even for a newer one, like Chris Brown and uh, Young Blue Baddest is a cool, yeah. Yeah, no guidance. Those, those are the ones that it's are a like. nice tempo. Yeah, cool tempo where it's, I, I can wind it down. If I have to go back in the rap, I can, but it's like it's at the same tempo as the right. rap song, so yeah. it kind of flows. That's yeah. so funny you said ice cream paint job though, because that's one of my my mom's a DJ for, for people it. who don't know. That's yeah. one of her jumpstart songs, it just and it's works. been yeah. like that since it came out, and it's still it, it like, never went, it, it never yeah. went away. For wow. yeah. Who sings that? Uh, Darrell. What is his name? Darrell. D row or something. D O R R O U G H. And he was a Dallas guy. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah. Okay, so I do know that. Walk that walk. Yeah. yeah. Get big. Get big. I wonder if they get paid off. Like if they. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's Tammy Campbell getting paid off of, can we talk? We know Babyface is. I mean, if he performs <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know if Streaming. Yeah. I don't know what deal he signed. He was a teenager. So who knows back yeah, in those days. But yeah. You know what song? I probably brought this up with you, too. I feel like it gets a reaction, and I think you guys need to bring it back out or, like, push it. Jay, don't walk away. Oh, oh yeah, you did say that. Yeah. I still play that pretty often, actually. Yeah. 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 That was that yeah. was that's some heat. It right still there. goes. Like mm-hmm. it, it's kind of a crowd by crowd. But most of our crowds know it. Like most of a, most thirty and up crowds know yeah. it enough. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say they have to be a certain age because yeah. I, I would say twenty five under. Yeah, twenty five and under. I wouldn't try it, but okay. 30, 32 and up. But like one, one of my one of my newest, I guess if you want to call it secret weapons that I think I'm the only person who, who's played it. Period. I've ever heard because I don't say that too much because every song. I mean, we all DJs, but. One of the ones that I discovered and was like, you know what, I'm going to start playing this is Ashley Banks' uh, Make Up My Mind. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because it took me forever to find the actual high-quality version of it. Yeah. Because it's just the TV version. You need yeah. to. That is so yeah. funny. You need to share that. That is so <laughs> funny. It's one of those that when, when it comes in, people are confused because they're like, I know it, but I don't. Right. And they start singing it. Like, you can tell certain crowds, like, when they know it, they start doing the whole dance routine from Carlton and Will. Wow. Yeah. Got to make up your mind. Yeah. yeah. So people start singing it like, like, how do I remember this? But yeah. People wanted that to be a real song so bad. There so far, it sounds yeah, like a, it was good. It sounds like a Jade song. It sounds exactly yeah. like like they had a lot of hits so on a yeah. fucking on those on those shows. Remember yeah. the Parker's Freestyle Unity? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All those yeah. songs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Jamie Foxx had a couple that. Oh ah. yeah, he had some yeah. bangers on there. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. That is that's actually fun. Yeah, to, to be somewhere and he put that on. That would be funny as hell to see mm-hmm. how people react. Yeah, because people they, they confuse it first. <laughs> they just sit there like I think I know. Then there's this oh shit like. At the Tatiana. same time, yeah. Tatiana Ali. I was probably the only person that was playing her solo album. Daydreaming and all that. Uh, Kiss the Sky and shit yeah. like that. 
But Peter anyway. Guns on the single and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. And she had, uh, I used to like, I mean, who didn't like Boyz II Men? But they did her album, like Sean Stockman. Oh, for real? I didn't realize he, he that. A lot of songs on that album. He's singing in the background and shit. Okay. So, I didn't realize uh, that. Pay me for that. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so, so what's a, like, the end of the night song? I would say. Wrapping it up. I mean, right now, my favorite new one is Yams. Okay. Devin oh, Morrison yeah. and Masego, that song is uh-huh. fire. Um, I wish people knew the uh, After Last Night more, the uh, Silk Sonic. That's one of my favorite on that right. slow jam. Yeah, but, that whole yeah. album. That I mean, album I me. yeah. loved it, but it didn't yeah. get the response that I was expecting. I mean, it's a huge album. It's just it did its for numbers, our, though. For our crowd, because our yeah. crowd is still so caught up in, like, Because I tried to play though, it, too, yeah. and it got a lukewarm response. It's, it's really it's really segmented with that, too, because I feel like it, it's a certain age group. It's a certain 35 to 40 who is a certain type of 35 to 40 who knows it and likes it. Because I, I went to Silk Sonic concert, and most of the crowd there was more so 40 and up. Wow. Yeah. It, it, reminds, it reminds them of what they grew up on. And, and it's people yeah. who are music heads who are younger who rock with it. But then some music heads our age don't like it because they feel like we heard this before, and they, they call Bruno an appropriator. So it's, it's, yeah. a, it's tricky with Bruno's songs. Cause I don't it's, like it's the Bruno slander. Crowd. I rock Me Bruno, neither. So yeah. I, I don't Bruno. either. I don't like it at all. I'm just. Yeah. I'm, I'm only not saying anything because it's not my interview. But I hate when people talk bad about Bruno. He's talented, <laughs> so it's like yeah. anybody who's I'm not black. Like, they call yeah, yeah, I'm just like because they're kind of saying like um, he's copying, but I'm like it's original yeah. music with a, uh, original lyrics. Uh, the music we make is mo- yeah. the what you hear on more the radio sub- is more yeah. of a copy, more derivative. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so in all fairness, it is opinion. he is a, a throwback like act. You know what like I mean? People joke I mean, and call yeah. him like the best karaoke artist out. People joke and say that. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, actually good. Like, like yeah. he's And good. he's recreating music from a time right. when music was like harder to make. And so And you gotta you gotta give some respect to someone who is not trying to be trendy and do hop on everybody's shit and do they yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, dude, he got his own sound. If I hear uh, uh, if I hear a throwback music, I'm like, okay, this is Bruno Mars. Yeah. yeah it may be the yeah. same shit over and over, but it's, it's his. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and, and they're talented. You can't deny. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? The talent over Yeah, and that's what it comes down to. Like, yeah. they're making good music. Yeah. Oh, I, lo- I love what Silk Sonic did with Love Train. Love Train. That was dope. I, I heard yeah. some folks complain, but it's dope to me. I mean, I miss the era of just making remakes because the 90s we had right. 30 or 40 remakes that mm-hmm. were, like, classic and some of them ended up better than the originals, Loki. Yeah, a, a lot of yeah. the R and B uh, like groups and singers would have at least one cover. Like they it all was, did back then. Yeah, right. it was like yeah. it was like a, a, a rite of passage. Right, right, yeah. right. Seriously. Yeah. yeah, that love train though, that was dope. I like the Drew Hill one too. I like all the remakes. Matchonmatch.com is a black-owned online micro marketplace that offers maximum exposure dedicated to black and brown creatives content creators and entrepreneurs alike need help with a product launch website or designing match email us at info at merchonmerch.com or click the link in the description of this episode and for asap listeners we are offering free shipping with code asap at checkout who's the greatest vocalist female vocalist to me whitney's number Wh- one yeah whitney, one. whitney would be my number one yeah of all time yeah, yeah of all time yeah. So, so male and female i mean Possibly, possibly, yeah, nah, probably. Whitney is a beast. Peak yeah, probably, Whitney, probably, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wow, because I mean, I do. It, it is hard to compare men and women because they, they do have different yeah. types of voices, of course. But yeah, I feel like it's, at the same time, it's a lot of stuff Mariah does that Prince nobody else could do. So it's like they all have their own 
unique yeah. type stuff, just like with basketball. It's certain stuff LeBron can do that Jordan can do. You know how dope. Versa, but, yeah. You're a Prince fan too, okay? Yeah. So Prince had like, he would, if I was your girlfriend, right? Then you yeah. like Diamonds and Pearls. And then uh, what else song he has? Erotic City. Those yeah. are like four different artists on every different song. He's singing high on one song. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I think he even had like uh, uh, Alter Egos. Yeah, he's I a mean, virtuoso. Those, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like. Jamie Starr, all that. He has so many yeah. different Alter Egos. I mean, Prince to me is still like my favorite overall artist, artist. Right. Like, I'm happy you didn't ask Prince versus Mike, but if you did, it's it's kind of like the drain quick in a way. Like, okay. Like, Mike is the greatest when it comes to being an entertainer. Performing, and yeah. Performer and overall, like, Mike has the biggest hits, the most well-known. But Prince, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a whole different type of beast when it comes to him being a musician. Right. Musician, writer, just the sound that he had. And one thing yeah. with him is he, like, Mike didn't either, but Prince never went back to his to any sound he ever used. If you heard 81 Prince, yeah. if you heard Dirty Vine Prince, by the time he's on Sign of Time, he's way different. Yeah. By the time he's doing Get Off and... Uh, new generation and then diamonds and pros is way different. Crazy. By, by the time Talented. you get to musicology, it's way different. It's like yep. Prince always evolved so much, and he never went back to his sound. Even by the time you got to 0708, half the R and B game was sounding like Prince did in the eighties. When you hear all those dream yeah. songs, yeah. when you hear the Keisha Cole last night, when you hear the the fast car, little, car dream, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Justin Timberlake, the um, yeah. Yeah. to the end of time, that sounds like eighties Prince. But all Prince, that yeah, he Prince was like making a... stuff that didn't sound like that at that right. same time. Right. So yeah. Prince, man, I could go on and on for hours. I've seen him at the forum. Me yeah, too. I did too. I went twice. I, I, I went twice too. I went twice <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. this is somebody who loves music. For and sure. Who do it for free. If Easy. you could, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, shout out to Prince, though, man. He left us with a lot of music, man. A yeah. lot of music. And then Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis came from the Prince camp. From time, yeah. And all the shit they gave us over the Seriously. years, that Janet mm-hmm. Jackson shit. I'm like, I'll be telling people, I'm like, Janet Jackson kind of comes from the Prince tree, yeah. the, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, Easy. yeah. I yeah. never thought about. I that. mean, big. Yeah. I mean, she probably came. Okay, she's a Jackson. She grew up in the house with right, the Jacksons but and her brothers. But that sound, uh-huh. and her whole thing is her sound. Sound way more influenced by Prince than Mike. Minneapolis. Right? Yeah. Crazy yeah, enough. Now that you're saying it, I Crazy totally enough. hear that. But yeah. yeah, Minneapolis sound, especially like that Rhythm Nation era and all yeah. that. Yeah, that's her best album. I love Janet Jackson. Yeah, so I grew up in the Jackson in the Prince household. So. Yeah, I could go on them for hours, hours, hours. That's dope, man. Oh, if, we, if, if, if we could bring one back, who we bring it back? <laughs> Don't ask me that. Don't even ask me. I mean, the thing is, I mean, I'm not even going to answer it because it's almost, know, it, it right? feels That's like sacrilege. But I'll say that with Mike, I hate saying it, but I kind of felt it coming. I remember seeing him during the trial in the late, mid, late 2000s. Right. I just felt like he's not going to be here uh, be here for that much longer because he was just, he just looked so beaten up. I mean, so he said this is it. I mean, he did. Look, you, you going to hell? You going to hell for that? Hey, you know, hey. you know. At, at, <laughs> yeah, side hey. note, you know, Janet Jackson got more top ten songs and, and number one songs than Michael Jackson. I'm not shocked. It sounds crazy. I mean, because the thing with Mike is that that's a crazy. Stat. I mean, because the thing is, Janet had more albums, and yeah. one thing we argue too, like people say, who has the better discography, and it's like. I remember I was on Clubhouse when they were being some insane Janet fans, which I was, it was amusing to me, but I'm like, y'all tripping, but I like it. But they're trying to say her discography is better than Mike's. And I was like, first thing I said was like, I didn't even agree or disagree. All I said was uh, she doesn't have an album better than Off the Wall or Thriller. But I said, but I was going to say, aside from that, if you line up like the top 
six or seven, eight, it's going to be close to even. Either way, they cut yeah. me off like, what? Uh, Rhythm Nation's better than Thriller and Janet album. I was like, oh, y'all tripping. Y'all going crazy. But overall, yeah. after you after those two albums, I said that way, you cut off their best two albums from there, Janet wins. Yeah. But you can't just cut off Mike's two top albums. So yeah. it's like, I like Dangerous, though. Dangerous, Dangerous is like, dope, but yeah. it's not better than like Janet's best album. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Have, you, have you guys seen Janet live? That was my first concert ever with the Velvet That's Rope Tour. That's, oh, wow. I went to the wow. Velvet Rope Tour. And I was way too young to be seeing that. I was going to say. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I didn't go to Velvet Rope. I went to All For You. That was my first time seeing Janet. That's old. Oh, too. Okay. yeah, no. I went to Velvet Rope. That's when 98, she's straddling yeah. the guy, strapped in. Usher oh, was the opening God. act. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I seen her three times. Uh, I didn't see her in Vegas. I saw her. The meta, or what it's called, the state of the world. I saw her at the uh, Hollywood Bowl twice, and I seen okay. it all for you. Um, I feel like it was like at the forum or something back in the day. Okay, I went to that one just a few years ago. Um, it was at the forum. It was for that album. What's that song she got with J Cole? No sleep. Oh, yeah. No sleep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She that did come album. Back with one. Yeah. yeah. We went to that tour. Kinda, it was they, really good. Yeah. She they dropped got, the ball she, on that. Yeah, the promotion of it. But I mean, well, even the, I feel like it was just for, a lazy album. for their for the audience. I felt like the the targeted demographic was running it. Like mm, I was I hearing that. it a lot. That's the weakest Janet album. I never heard the whole album. Honestly, yeah, yeah I've never so. listened to the whole album, but okay. I my mama played it a lot. That's okay. the weakest Janet album. Um, yeah. But uh, shout out, to, I mean, shout out to Jackson's Prince. That's that's some music right there. And I feel sorry for these kids when they be talking about, like, I don't want to get canceled. Say it. <laughs> Chris you know, Brown better than or Oh, Beyonce. Chris, all that, all oh, that. I'm just like, man. I mean, the thing is, it's like, I, I love Beyonce. I love even Bruno and all them. But it's like, like even the video that I retweeted yesterday where, Mike just stands on stage For wherever he's minutes. at. Two yeah. minutes. And he don't People even say. He just stands there. They, they passing out screaming. He turns his neck after a minute and a half. They, they cheer even louder just from him turning his neck. And it's like, nobody the thing is, that. like, I mean, because Mike, he earned it. But at the same time, like, it's where nobody's ever going to be that famous again, but nobody needs to. Right. That's what I was going to Nobody needs to be that that's famous. Too much. It was right. just too much pressure on him. And that's why oh, he's yeah, not here with us. Right. It was so much pressure on him. It was just like. Even with Beyonce, Beyonce can still, like, she could damn near go to Simply Wholesome right now. People going to get pictures. They're going to be hype. But it's not going to be people driving from fucking Calabasas. They'll, they'll catch a plane from Calabasas to Simply Wholesome parking alive. It was Michael Jackson. Right. They heard it using public. But Michael Jackson, Michael. I think people would do that for Beyonce. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't fly, fly private planes just to get I would. Like, you I would. Like, nah, <laughs> nah, Beyonce nah. is like, Beyonce is way up there, but it's just like, Mike was at a, a, an entirely different level. Like, And plus, I mean, because he came, he started he in the Coast. 60s. Yeah. I mean, we should. Is we he West should, Coast? We should claim him. Yeah. We claim, yeah. we, we claim Corrupt and Exhibit. Why don't we claim Mike? But, and Janet yeah. on concert, she said that yeah. she, when she performed at the Hollywood Bowl, she was like, <laughs> I'm going to do it in her voice. <laughs> she said, uh, this is my hometown, so this is my okay. favorite. I'm like, okay. All right, you're repping. <laughs> yeah. She so. repping this. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we claim them. They ain't from they L.A. Moved, they moved Yeah, kids, no, so for sure. Jackson was, yeah. uh, Michael was really, really little. 
Yeah. And, and Janet was like three years old when they moved out. Yeah, to she was a baby. Yeah. I mean, when you put it that way, because I always kind of joke and say, like, even Diddy and all them kids is West Coast kids. Yeah. They, they, grew up they are, LA. yeah. But is it because of their parents? Is this, you see them as East Coast? But yeah. when it comes to the Jacksons, I mean. I, Diddy's yeah. kids is see Eric Kane and Pioneers. So yeah. they definitely are. Some West Coast kid. Fucking yeah. Diddy probably lived out here longer than he lived in Harlem. At this point? <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. You know it's been 25, 24 years or something, man. Yeah. But that Chris Brown statement, that that wasn't real. Like, he did that on purpose. Which one? When he said Chris Brown is better than Michael Jackson. Oh, oh well. I uh, feel like Tank, people just be Tank like. Tank said something like that. Tank's, oh, Tank said that? Tank said it on a little podcast, yeah. He's, he's um, talking. He's weird. I respect Tank because he's a dope musician and all that. But for him saying that, I'm like, you're out your mind. He's I think yeah. Tank. I think they. I think they. That's his homie though. For the yeah. buzz. Yeah, I feel like a lot buzz. of people. I don't. I don't yeah. know what it is about Chris Brown. Yeah. People like to throw him in and say he's better than blank. And it's like, yeah. are you doing this to? I love Chris Brown, but are you doing this like for attention? Right. It's like, all uh, recency bias. It's recency bias yeah. on top of attention on top of right. even more recency bias. That's all. It yeah. Is. Yeah. Recency bias. That's a good term that's that I need to remember because that is exactly what it whatever is. Whatever is most recent is always right. Yeah. Someone right, so right. fell off, and, you know. But yeah. you know, Whitney's still holding that spot as a top vocalist of all time. For sure, that ain't changing. Easy for sure. I feel like people are starting to recognize Janet Jackson a little differently too. I feel like people are. I feel like the younger people are like tapping in with her. And yeah, I knew she's getting like more appreciation now. Yeah. I have yeah. been seeing her getting more appreciation. You know, who people like. sleep on. We kind of we kind of talked about this earlier. I feel like she get her flowers, but I feel like she don't come up in a rap conversation enough. Missy Elliott, Missy. I mean, social media wise, a lot of folks do rock with Missy heavy. So, but they oh, rock with her, but overall, when they yeah. like name the best, name they the best, she never comes up. Name the yeah. yeah, like even if you say name the best female rappers, sometimes it still slips. Like they still yeah. might not mention Missy, and it's like I feel like I've so never weird. heard her mentioned in those conversations. Yeah. I've heard her. I mean, the thing with Missy is that um, similar to Ludacris, because they're so animated, even Busta to an extent, mm-hmm. a lot of folks don't take oh, her serious okay. as they should. But like Missy, I mean, I'll say it as a as a like rapper, rapper, like she's not one of the she's not top five greatest women rappers as far as lyricism. And yeah, lyricism. Technically, she's not. Yeah. But when it comes to her being an artist, she right? She's not, oh, not, yeah. I mean, because okay, as I an mean, artist, as well, an artist, it's different. Cause, there, you yeah. could argue because I'll say. Um, one of my things is like, so whenever people ask me who's my favorite female rapper of all time, I always say Missy. Um, yeah. And I think when it comes to lyricism, people don't yeah. really look at her like that. Um, but I think you could look at lyricism in different ways right. because different to things. me, yeah. she's funny and everybody oh, just can't, humor, yeah. everybody can't do that. That's a talent. Uh, sure. And I feel like that, I feel like that could be a facet in lyricism if we all agreed, oh. but right, right now it's right. not. I mean, yeah. I guess I would say looking at a traditional, traditionally hip hop type way, like if you're talking to like somebody who's a super hip hop boom bop, boom bap head, they'll tell you like Bahamadia, I know Bahamadia, the Jean Grey, yeah. even like even the Rhapsody type, and then yeah. like she only had one big hit, but even like Lady right. Lady of Rage when it comes to like. Rapping, so, Miss, rapping. so Missy's just not that type of rapper, right? Right? Yeah, right. it's so, almost so, kind of yeah. almost yeah. confined to topic, which yeah, I think is yeah. not really fair. Okay, yeah. okay, I, I like what you said though, artists. Female yeah. rap artists. Artists. Because yeah. to me, to me, the same way with Snoop. Like, I'm not going to say Snoop is a top five lyrical, like, witty rapper, like, in that in that type of way. Because, like, Crooked Eye is better in a technical sense when it comes to, like, 
like saying crazy punchlines and flow this and that. Mm. But Crooked Eye would never ever be Snoop when it comes to him being an artist. When it comes to his overall right. persona, yeah. Because like even that's the thing with Missy. It's like like all the, all the tracks that we love Missy on. If you threw Bahamadia or you threw Gene Gray or you threw somebody from that era on it, it's not going to be nearly as good because they can't do what Missy does. Right. So, I mean, it's all different lanes to me, too. Yeah. Snoop still lanes, got so. the biggest debut, rap debut of all time, right? Yeah. Snoop Dogg. I think as far as sales go, I think it, if it's not still the biggest, it should be. I mean, it's still up there. Yeah. You know who got the biggest rap song of the year? Of what, this of year? this year? Yeah. Rap song? Yeah. Who? Female. She didn't go number one. F, F and F, oh, let's I was go. At, I was about to say. Fuck nigga free. Let's yeah. go. Nah. Lotto big energy. Oh, I can see that. Oh, yeah. It's very. I can see that. It, yeah, pop. It's, it's been a in super the top pop 10. Song, pop. Yeah. Been in the top 10 the whole year. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, it didn't go number one. It peaked at two or peaked at well, three. Well, hold on. Because what about Doja? Doja probably peaked higher. Haven't got For a number one. For last year, maybe. But. For this specific year, you're saying? Big energy has been. At the top of the charts this whole year. Has it? Okay. 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 I believe that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, she they fumbled. Her team kind of fumbled the bag with that uh, album, though. That album could have mm. been better, or the album could have leaned more into big yeah. big energy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I low key didn't even listen to it. Yeah, some decent songs. She had a song with Pharrell that was pretty dope. I mean, yeah. I, and I'm a Pharrell fan too. I think it's just that Jack Harlow and that uh, Lotto song. I felt like he could have done better. What should our listeners do ASAP? Follow me everywhere. So Instagram and Twitter, follow me at DJRTISTIC. Catch me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash RTISTIC310. I also have a podcast called Behind the Wheels. It's on Apple and Spotify podcast, so check that out. And uh, Anything else, my website, DJR-TISTIC.com. 